When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. That was good, wasn't it? You got it right that yeah. time. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Paul. Hello. And when I say Dave, I mean Dave Watson. Uh-huh. And I mean Paul Doolan. Yep. And my name is <laughs> Fergus Craig. So, four this is, points. This is like record-breaking <laughs> early meltdown. This is impressive. Congratulations, Fergus. Right, you sit in this seat, Dave. Okay. Oh, Dave. It's on the other side How of the long table. have you been involved in the Newcastle Natter? Plenty of time, and I don't okay, have a meltdown every off, time. When I've been off, yeah. have you always turned down the role of... Chair. Chair. Yeah. And I th- yes, you have. And I think... Okay, so you can't <laughs> criticise the chair, Dave. I can't, and I'll tell you for why... Why? Everybody who listens to this knows I bang on too much, and it would just be an hour of me eulogising. Well, that is a really good point. <laughs> I should clarify, the chair is actually a jacuzzi as well. Yeah, okay. Paul, we don't have time for your metropolitan <laughs> humour Cosm? right now. Anyway. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Let's crack on. Okay, there's, what an appalling start <laughs> to the podcast. That's the worst ever. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. You've got... Through that opening two minutes, and now we're going to start talking about football, which for a change isn't that bad. I mean, it's good. Yeah. There's been two games since the last podcast. Yeah. I don't know if we'll talk in depth about the Man U game, but it was fun to watch, wasn't it? 3 3. Jesus. Like, my heart has just returned to normal. Who saw that coming? Nobody. I think we all thought it would be the most. Well, everything pointed towards it being nil-nil. Well, I can tell you what we all. Boring. I can tell you what we all thought, Paul. Ooh. Uh, you thought that we would win one nil. Dave and myself, we mm-hmm. both thought that we would lose one nil. Yeah. And uh, and Charlie thought we would win two nil. None of us were right. It was three three. I mean, if there'd been one more goal mm-hmm. either side then that would have end up, ended up on Sky Sports Classics. Well, they're already saying it's one of the games Except for the fact it was a BT Sport game. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying it's one of the greatest games, well, one of the best games of the season. Certainly. Yeah. But then, to be fair, the, like, the last couple of rounds of the Premier League, they've been amazing. Like, there have been loads of great games in the Premier League this, this last couple of fixture. Yeah, well, um, uh, uh, that's by virtue of the fact, I would have thought... That uh, the standard of defending in the Premier oh League my God, and the quality so of the actual uh, football is pretty poor. Yeah. But it does mean that you get after after four one nil losses in a row. I thought that was a pretty enjoyable feast of football. Yeah, I would. Well, I don't know if I'd have preferred that to a really dull one nil win, but I think I would have. Really? Yeah, I think it was. It just showed that we can actually play football. I agree. I agree. I mean, you, you want to ha- be entertained, don't you? From time to time, it's those sort of games that keep you keep you interested. I yeah, mean, I, I, we can't go into it too much because we've got another game to cover and everything else, like the transfer window and whatnot. But wasn't a penalty for me. And Bembers, he's got his arm up and he's blocking Fellaini. He's not. Sorry, hang on. In Man U, Man U. Yeah, game, I know. Yeah. Okay, but we. You've there got would- to explain to the listeners, Dave, which penalty. You're okay, talking sorry. about. So when are you were... talking about the penalty appeal that Man U had? Yes, and uh, they did get a penalty, didn't they? They did. They, they did. did. I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought that Mbemba was trying to shield, was trying to basically block the the run the the of Fellaini, and his hand wasn't 
out trying to stop the ball, it was trying to stop the man. And he's so close to the man that when the ball comes back off, I don't, I don't think that's a penalty. I also think that we should have had a penalty when Jan Mart was put through and I think it was Chris Smalling took him out. I think that was a penalty. Um, so for all we drew 3-3, we could have easily won that game. And if the officials were better at officiating, I think we would have. I think they deserved their penalty. Watching it at the time, I didn't. And then watching the replays back, you see sort of Mbemba looking behind him. His arm's in a really unnatural position. There's two things. I think definitely he can't get his arm out of the way Mm. when the ball is headed. But his arm shouldn't have been up there. It's not like a natural jumping position. It's not like you raise your arms. I'm just going to address this. Uh, Dave's point is that his arm was out there to stop the Man U player, yeah. which would also have been a foul. No, 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 because you're allowed to use your, your physique to, 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 sl- to impede progress. You, so, can't, you can't foul the guy. I don't think like a, like a physical tussle in the box is, is necessarily a foul. I think like a, like a shoulder barge or something like that, that's, that's, that's within the laws of the game. I think that if he'd had a hold, like a, a handful of shirt or if there was a, a genuine shove, but this was just blocking. And blocking's fine, it's obstruction. I thought it was a f- one of those decisions that could have gone either way hmm. and didn't go for us. And hmm. it felt particularly galling because of the run we were on yeah. and because we were playing all right and because we're a team who never gets penalties. <laughs> but then yeah. we got a penalty. We did. And actually, to, I, I think that that was the... Of all the penalty incidents in the game... I think that was the most could have gone either way. Because yeah. Mitrovic had a handful of Smalling and Smalling had a handful of Mitrovic. Certainly, yeah. And it, genuinely, if, if, that, if that had gone for a foul, I don't, think, I don't think there would have been too many cries of... I felt like maybe the ref was trying to even things up. Yeah, yeah you got the feeling Absolutely, he'd been yeah. told at half-time. Because like, Robbie Savage and the other commentator were saying there was no way it was a penalty. Yeah. And you got the feeling that had somehow filtered through to the referee's changing room at half-time. Well, it's nice to be on the receiving end of some self-protection, uh, self-preservation from mm. a referee there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fun game. And then it, who would have thought that the guy who scored the... What was at times termed a screamer... <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. sure if it was a screamer, but the guy to get the glorious equalising goal, which mm. made me jump to my feet in the pub that I was in, surrounded by Man U fans, <laughs> which I obviously would be because I live in London. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, it was, it was, who would have thought? Paul Dummett. Yeah. That's, that's probably the furthest forward he's been ever in his life. Which was nice to see, because he does tend to hold back quite mm. a bit. I noticed at Watford the other week, he sort of, he'll get to the halfway line and then suddenly panic, mm. get altitude sickness and pass sideways or back. But yeah, it's deserved. I think it would have been a tough one to stop even if it hadn't been deflected. Yeah, think, yeah it was definitely like laces through it, yeah. head down, smash Shades it. of David Edgar. Yeah. Which is... I mean, Shades of David Edgar <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. Well... Let's hope not, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, uh, as we say, I thought it was a terrifically enjoyable game. And after what we'd been through over Christmas, from a Newcastle fan's perspective, well-deserved. Mm. I think the best thing about it for me was, bearing in mind the position we we're in the league and that we're going to be in a bit of a battle, that we could come from behind twice. Yeah. Like, it showed there is character in that team. And... The second half performance was genuinely really good. I yeah. mean, it was a knockabout game that could have gone either way. But the second half performance, there was so much pressure mm. from us. And I know, man, you are by no means uh, the best team in the league right now. No. But uh, there was, we, con- we dominated that second half. Mm. And then we took that into. Our first half performance yeah. against West Ham on Saturday. We, I, I saw it somewhere else, but we basically started that game in fifth gear. 
we came out of the blocks like a like a bullet. It was um, it was just so entertaining. The sorry, the, what game? Oh, we started the, the, the Man U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we started the Man U game in fifth gear. Yeah, like uh, sorry, the Swansea oh. game in, in fifth gear. The Swansea game. Why I'm in West Ham. West Ham. Dave, what Dave? Come Dave, on, Dave. I'm having one together. of those days. Anyway, but we didn't start the West Ham game in fifth gear. Fifth gear. The point I'm making is that we started it. Really well. Yeah, really well. That's no, not fifth gear. Fifth gear is the quickest. Fifth gear is flying. You, totally you don't drive, right. do you? Yeah, yeah. You not drive. drive. Yeah, we started the West Ham game really, really well, is the point I, mean, I was I'm trying to make. And we picked up less. What's just happened? And uh, we really want to leave. I, we're trying I, to leave it behind. You I resign as chair of the Newcastle Latter. I'll pass the book. Bring, send in Charlie Hunter. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we, we, we started brilliantly in the, in the, the West Ham game, and. I think the reason Swansea's on my mind is because of John Joe Shelby. Yes. And what a difference that player made to us. I wasn't convinced, and I'm still not convinced, because it still could just be a good debut. But he was he was able to stretch the play. He was able to get the most out of um, like the the onrushing Yanma, which is kind of why I want us to, instead of buying a striker, buy a left-back. Because if we can get somebody doing what Yanma does on the left... Brilliant. We, we, we completely spread the play. We, that would be amazing. It's, like, it was a 67-yard yeah, pass into the, onto the onrushing Yanmat, who took it brilliantly and then cut it back, cut it back well, found Vinaldum, bang, there's the goal. Well, I, I listened to last week's Newcastle Natter on the way to record this yeah. one, and we, we were all um, thinking that John Joe would probably be, probably be coming to us and we weren't sure whether he was what uh, we were after and there was a lot of debate. Hmm. And in general, the mood was he, he could help us out, but it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. But, Paul, I'm not sure if there's been a better debut for Newcastle in a long, long time. I can't think of many. Just the immediate... It's not just the passes he was picking out. It was the difference it made to the team. I mean, a lot of that's down to how bad our recruitment policy's been. There's been that gaping hole in the middle of our team since Kabai went, mm. in not having someone to link defence and attack. And it's like we'd suddenly fixed that hole, and the whole team suddenly worked. Like he said after the game, it didn't feel difficult to fit in because there's some really good players there, and they all seem to be on the same wavelength. But we've not had a midfielder who can play a forward pass since Kabai, I think. Yeah, it was a really lovely quote from Vinaldum who says that uh, said of Shelby, he, he's he's bringing football to the team, right? Which which is damning of was Anita in in in, in, <laughs> in, in, hearing, in shot of that? <laughs> but it, it's true because it, it, even though he, um, I mean, we'll, we might touch on it later. There's still a little bit there's doubts about his personality and maybe his attitude but the guy honestly the the passes that he was making not even not, like forget about the, the 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 passes that led to the assist that led to the goal forget about them just his close control and his comfort on the ball and his uh, vision of the not not just the next pass but the pass that follows the pass mm. it's he controlled the game it was yeah, lovely to watch it, it was, was it was just very calm hope. and we we don't tend, as a team, to do calm football. No. Where people want the ball and just want to distribute it forward. I'll yeah, tell you what it was. It was Gerard-esque. Oh. I mean, it's one game. Yeah. I know I'm, I say that completely aware of how absurd that is. But Moussa Sissoko agrees with you. I don't know if you saw his quote. Yeah. Right. He said he's our Stephen Gerrard. Well, Moussa Sissoko, I would say, is the last player who had... A debut as good as that. Oh, that's a good oh, show. Chelsea, it's a good game. show. Yeah, and uh, that has gone. Take from that what you will. <laughs> I, I'm a Musa Sissoko fan, but I, he's been an inconsistent player. But that all, doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that Shelby will be. No, but all I was going to say is it's always nice to see the the teammates praising a player's ability or vision yeah. or something like that because they obviously seeing more than we do because they're on the receiving end of the the pass or they're they're the guy that goes oh thank god he's in space i can find him easily um 
He didn't just set up Jan Map for that. Uh, nope. That uh, cross, uh, brilliant first touch by Lam- Jan Matt. There oh yeah, yeah. For that Jan Matt has goal. really come along the last few games as well. Yeah, I mean he still can be suspect defensively. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But well, there was uh, a thing. I don't know if you saw at the end of the first half, they were showing the average positions of Newcastle players. Right. And our third most forward player was Jan Matt. Right. <laughs> Just the whole I think team. It's been looked... quite common though this season. Yeah. In the early part of the season, he seemed. There were a couple of games where he was. He seemed like our biggest attacking threat. Well, he, right well he is. Well, he has him and Sissoko sure. definitely on the on the right hand side have definitely been the, the the biggest threat. Which is, as I said before, that's why I want a Jan Matt on the left because. That will kick us on further because, as you were saying, Paul, when Paul Dummett gets to the halfway line, he freezes and he panics and he, he doesn't know mm. what to do next. You stick like even someone and like someone of Olivia Bernard's ilk, where he's yeah. just head down. Let's go. Let's let's let's. I get think to- I think Olivia Bernard circa whenever it was two thousand three. Yeah, whatever, right now would be great. Even um, sort of Jose Enrique. Well, it's about yeah. partnerships as well. The Enrique yeah, yeah. Jonas one. It feels. I'm not sure Perez is best out on the left. He's worth having in the team because of his finish. But Definitely. for me, I don't know if we'll get on to like Andros Townsend, but Aaron's being back fit as well. It feels like the left wing position is sort of there for somebody to take. Mm. I prefer the idea of Perez coming off the bench. But we have okay. to make mention of Vinaldum. Just uh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to get into Vinaldum, but we haven't. Even- even mentioned the f- first goal, <laughs> and uh, that was set up uh, indirectly by a Shelby pass as well. Mm. A pretty good one to Vinaldum Mitrovic. Vinaldum. Sorry, no. Yes, to Vinaldum who set it up for Perez. Yeah, correct. Good finish by Perez. Very lovely. Good. And again, it's 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 when he doesn't have a lot of time on the ball when he's just like it's a one shot, one one touch finish that's it's instinctive and i like it and uh, well the fact that he takes a few dead balls for us i think that says that perez is he's he's capable of a good he's got good strike a good technique yeah but you you brought up uh mitrovic and there was a there was a stat by i think it was opta and it was talking about like chances created over the uh over the, the the weekend, and it was uh, most chances created in the Premier League this weekend. It was um, Ericsson for for Spurs with six, and then it was uh, it was Alexander Mitrovic and Genie Van Alden both with five, followed by Firmino. This, this, mm. this says to me that we are creating a lot of chances, and Mitrovic he's not going to get the headlines because Genie Van Alden scored one and assisted one. John Joe Shelby had a great game, and you know spread the play and all the rest of it. But Mitrovic, Mitrovic was amazing. Like, his link-up play, his, his hold-up play was absolutely superb. Interesting. He, Interesting. Sure. Ta- I mean, he was getting a, a fair bit of shit on Twitter. I yeah, mean, I saw that, yeah. Twitter. Twitter's and, generally uh, quite stupid. I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, a regular Newcastle Nasser uh, listener, Tom Ansel, mm. tweeted us, Great win. Hate to say it though, but Mitrovic is our worst player in that starting eleven. Holds the ball up, and that's it. I couldn't disagree more. I mean, the the, the stats say it for himself. He, he created five chances. Now that's I not mean, one of which was a goal. Right? No, oh, I'm no, thinking of the man you get. Yeah, you're still. I'm <laughs> thinking of the man you. The knockdown <laughs> for the you're still in first. Goal. Are you thinking yeah, about mate. Swansea? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like Mitrovic, he's creating chances. He's linking up well. He's he's the physical presence that you need him to be when you're under the cosh. Because there were so many of the so many of the times where the ball was cleared and it came to Dmitrovic, and all he did was play it back within about thirty yards of our own half. But just we kept the ball and we were able to build from that and move forward. And then Shelby was getting on the ball more and all the rest I of it. I think if you compare two games from this weekend, our game and the Spurs-Sunderland game, mm-hmm. kind of there were periods when we were a little bit like Sunderland under the cosh and just clearing it up. We had Mitrovic who would always manage to win the ball and just calm things down. They had Defoe who couldn't win mm. it in any way and it just came back at them and they were just under relentless pressure yeah. and ended up losing. I think what Mitrovic brings to the team is more important than 
him missing chances. Well, he does something that Defoe can't do in that yeah. respect. But does Defoe do something that Mitrovic can't do in the fact that he's a damned good finisher? For the I, moment, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's something that Mitrovic isn't doing yet. But give it, like the, the quality of chances that we're going to be able to provide him with, if, if John Joe Shelby takes even like 70% of the form that he, he, he showed in, mm-hmm. in, in his debut. If he shows that moving forward, the, the supply from the right-hand side in Sissoko and Janmat, the supply through the centre with uh, Vinaldum, with Perez, with Shelby, Mitrovic will score goals. Like the, the chance he got, like the, the one that's been getting the headlines where he was put through, he tried to place the ball where, to be honest, in that position, a guy like him, just leather it. Just absolutely smash it. And if it... I think the Newcastle fans would be more forgiving if it clipped off the, the bar and went wide or if it went, you know, a foot yeah. wide or whatever. They, if he just leathered it. Because he's thing is, trying he's to not, be cultured he's and not he's just not... He's not doing comical... No. Shalaramiobi air shots no. out no. for a throw-in. No. He's, he's just not... I mean, he, he is scoring the old goal, odd goal. It's it's not. It does suggest it's, it's a confidence thing because he's yeah. not he's not missing by miles. He clearly knows how to score. See, I don't but think he's just not putting them away. He scored so twenty eight. He scored twenty eight goals last season. Yeah. I know that was in Belgium. Yeah, but it's still. I don't think that the chances in a different league are all that different. It's not like they're all. Happens no. usually you're faced by a goalkeeper who's I mean they might be a bit worse but it's once they you're have there, child you're... goalkeepers in Belgium <laughs> yeah, they do that yeah. is true I always forget that no. <laughs> but ultimately you've st- the goal is the same size yeah and you've still got yeah. a grown man so I don't think base. I don't think it's confidence because I, I don't think that. Mitrovic oh, is lacking confidence. Look, look at how he immediately grabbed the ball in the Man U game and was like, no, I am taking this penalty. I think that's more pun- arrogance than confidence. Is there, okay. I, for me, if you look at, even in the last game, when he's not got time to think about a chance, he just snaps at it and it's by and large on target and forces a save. Yeah. It's when he has, like the, the biggest miss at the weekend, he was sort of through on goal yeah, yeah, yeah. and had to place it. But there was a crucial couple of seconds to think about it. Well, we keep saying that we're creating a lot of chances. Yeah. But over the last month or so, when you compare it to other teams in the league, we're not actually creating an exceptional amount of chances. So hopefully... If the last two games are anything to go by, and we've been through this before, we did beat Liverpool and Tottenham in a row, but hopefully if this shows, if we can put this kind of attitude into our games over the coming months, Mitrovic will get more chances and more opportunities to increase his is confidence. Yeah, I mean the other thing for him, whatever it is that which is stopping him when he's every game recently that he's been up front alone on has been a crucial game that we've needed to get something from it's felt like there's a panic well, that's around. the nature of our position in the yeah. yeah but i mean hopefully we'll reach a point where it can settle down and yeah and, and we we took uh, there were 23 shots from newcastle uh, in the last game we had uh, 10 of them were on target we and counterintuitively 15 of those 23 shots came in the second half where if I love the way you're throwing out all these figures, Dave, without <laughs> even notes in front of you. I mean, are you reading that upside down? No, I just remember. Yeah, you just um, remember. It's, it's, but yeah, it's so, really so, impressive. Thanks. <laughs> so 50, but 15 of them are in the second half, where, where West Ham were in the ascendancy. And we still managed to get like five on target in the second half, and there were, I think there were like 15 in the second half, something like that. What that says to me is we're, 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 we are creating chances. Here's the thing. Yeah. First half... I mean, I was so... I enjoyed that performance so much. Mm. And like I say, I enjoyed the second half performance at Man U. Second half, Mm -hmm. we weren't terrible, but we weren't that far away from throwing that game away. From that being a 2-2. Yeah. I mean, that didn't happen. But how different would this podcast be if from that position we hadn't been able to get three points Again. But we also weren't that far away from a 3-1 win 
I was, I was we yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I, th- I think, the, that's yeah. the game, isn't it? We deserve to win and we won, so I think. We absolutely deserve to win. And uh, Bilic said in his interview after the game that right from minute one, we were the better side and we were mm. first to every ball. One thing that we haven't touched upon at all is there was another person who had his debut. Saive came, right. came on and Saive came on and my opinion of him was, ah, it's all right. I, co- I, like, I, didn't, he... I didn't, like he didn't do anything to get me out of my seat. I thought he had a tricky start but then looked quite solid. Yeah. Well, it, he gave the way of the si- Because of the game situation, mm. his, his only real job was just to sort of calm things down and keep possession. I thought early on, I thought he really quickly needs to learn the English for man on. Yeah. <laughs> because there was a moment where the crowd was shouting it and I was like, man, he probably doesn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> because he lost possession there. But in general... I don't think it's anything L'homme to judge him. You can tell he's used to having. You can tell he's used to having more time on the ball. But yeah, I thought yeah. he lost the ball quite badly in that way once, and then immediately sort of recovered. Oh, right. that, he looked. His positioning was really good. He, he broke up some of their moves. He also quite well. did. We were we were wondering. There was some debate over whether he was a winger or he was a central midfielder. Mm. If he was another number ten, or if he was more defensive. And the first position he played in was a kind of defensive midfielder, yeah. uh, which means, who knows, but he yeah. might end up being useful. I would not be sleeping very well if I was Jack Colbeck <laughs> at the moment. Well, that actually brings up a decent point, because um, Dummett went off injured, and they said that it was uh, it's like a hamstring twinge, and he's in yeah. contention for the Watford game, but we don't know, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying that, oh, potentially Jack Colback will play a few games at well, left-back. He, he covered at left-back, didn't and he? And that worries me, because Colback's not got a great amount of pace, can't take on a man, not great at delivering a ball, and is, and is prone to the rash challenge. And he did, he did at left-back? He did a job. He did a job. He did a job at the end of the game, but... It, do, it highlights a situation that we've all been talking about, that we've got ourselves into where we don't have any cover at left-back. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm, I'm not hearing any rumours about any left-backs that's no, out to sign, but no. hopefully that's something we're looking into. Well, Ashley I think Cole's we'll sign one. supposedly going to the MLS. Yeah. I think we'll sign <laughs> Jethro <laughs> Williams Cole. in the summer. I don't think we'll bring one in this window. You think we'll sign who? Jethro Williams? Yeah, yeah, Jethro Williams. From Feyenoord? It's like um, Genie's right. best buddy. Right, okay. But I don't think but we'll we bring could one do- in... You don't think at the end of this January transfer window we not will in sign this window? I don't think we will. I could think it's we risky. Could. God damn! I agree, but I don't think we will because I think we've got like Dummett, who's a centre half. We've got Mbabu, who's a utility young, yeah, player. Back. Yeah, you got Haidara, who's perma injured, mm. and then you've got Colback, who has never been a left back. Speaking because- of perma injured, yes, sir. <laughs> for ten points, what injury? <laughs> <laughs> put CM Dion out of action this weekend. <laughs> Paul? I already know, but other, Paul, you would never guess it otherwise. <laughs> Good God. Paul, what, what, what was it that happened to CM Dion that meant he couldn't play this it's weekend? A fo- it's an injury that every footballer at some <laughs> stage in their career gets. He was poked in the eye. <laughs> He's poked in the eye. Punctured lung, punctured lung, poked in the eye. It's should we have signed Inspector Clouseau? (laughs) Incredible. Jesus, he's Frank Spencer. He is ridiculous. So, uh, one thing I wanted to say about the Watford game. Yes, the the upcoming Watford game this Saturday. Yeah, because the worry about having no pace at left back. I think Watford really are just a long ball team at the moment. They'll just hoik it up to Deeney and he'll try and get it down to Agala. That's all they do. I wouldn't be surprised if we go three at the back again. So it would be more mm. of a left wing back, in which case... Saive. Saive might yeah, yeah. get a game there. You never know. Or if Mbabu's fit, I think he's injured. I think he's, moment, I, I don't think he's fully fit, no. Do you but think... But might be fit as well, let's yeah. talk about. Do you think, uh, in the medium term by which I refer to the rest of this season. This little 
run of form, which let's let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, here, is four <laughs> points from two games. Yeah, and two really good halves. Champions League form. Yeah. yeah. Do we feel like this might be a slight negative in the sense that will it stop Mike Ashley from spending? Well, I'll let Paul take this. I don't think it will. Right. He seems... they Well, the club seem to be sticking to their talk of spending close to £50 million in each window. Mm. And there was news earlier today that he's willing to break the club transfer record for... What's his name at West Berahino. Brom? Berahino. Which means Whether that's would, true or not... Which is his way of saying, I'm willing to spend more than £17 million. Yeah. But even then, that's that's... Seventeen. That's another seventeen million pounds, which will take us up to eighty million quid. And we, and talked, about, be... we talked about Berahino a bit mm. uh, in the last pod, and I mean, the question is: one, do we want to spend that kind of money? I would say yeah, but two, is he the right player? That remains to be seen. Well, the thing, the good thing about three, will we get him? The good thing about being football fans is that we'll underrate him until he comes to us and say, well, he's suspect and we don't know what will happen. As soon as he's in a Newcastle shirt, we'll start talking about the amazing potential and how great a signing it is. <laughs> Which is exactly yeah. what happened with, with John Joe Selby. Oh, yeah. while I remember that, um, the, the contentious decision about has John Joe Shelby killed... Anna Valencia or anything like that. It's been it's been quashed. Sorry, you, you know, need to explain the suspected the elbow. elbow. Yeah, the suspected elbow. Oh, that yes. we, yeah, yeah, that's been quashed and it's not going any further. Oh, so, well, that is really yeah, good just, news. I just wanted um, to. What you're referring to was uh, an incident between Shelby yeah. and Valencia. Let's not call him Valencia. Is that Valencia? Stop <laughs> showing off. Fuck you, Balagay. Okay. There was an incident and there was some talk over whether Shelby would be getting a suspension for that, which I thought was a little unfair. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, was, it was not... The yeah, one would, thing I would it say... Call, it was called an elbow, but I don't know if it really was an elbow, as you might normally term it. And if you're right, Dave, and he doesn't have a suspension, then good. Well, I got quite, the information from Paul. Yeah, no, they've yeah. Said, the Daily Mail was reporting an hour ago. Well, that's and where I get anyone you can trust <laughs> is the Daily Mail. But it was quite a hard shoulder that you did worry could lead to early onset dementia. Oh, well done. I like what you've done there. Speaking, going back to Berahino. Yeah, I was going to say. Speaking of strikers Mm. who we've been linked with, one striker we were linked with uh, a lot over the past year has been Charlie Austin. And in the last podcast, you, Dave, said that. Rather than spending 18 million on Berahino, you'd rather we spent 15 million on Charlie Austin. Yeah. Our own Charlie Hunter said, Do you think we could get him for 10 million? And you scoffed at that. You said no. Yeah. And what did Southampton just get him for? Four million. Yeah. Four million. That is unreal. Like, I appreciate that I, I made some bold statements. However, that's what this is about, and we love you. For I was going to say, like <laughs> nobody said, "David, you're being ridiculous." No, no, because no, no. everybody thought, you know, yeah, that's that's a, that's a. I mean, it's an assertive position he's taken, but sure, let, let's get yeah. four million. I have no idea why the rest of the Premier League haven't. If, if four million quid's the 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 going rate for him, why the rest of the Premier League weren't going in for him? Because even a team like. Man U, Liverpool, uh, who's up there at the minute? Like Leicester, uh, Everton, any of those would benefit from a £4 well, million I, pound Charlie Austin. Sure. I would have thought that there's a couple of factors in that. Mm. Uh, one of which, which being it's probably high in his priority list, uh, the Euros, and he wants to feel like sure. he's, yeah. he's yeah. certain that he'll yeah. be starting, which uh, most of those teams that you've just mentioned he isn't, might not a, be. isn't yeah. a certainty. And uh, two, when you compare him to us, I mean, we're not appetising, I would have thought, for a lot of clubs in the sense that who the fuck knows what's going on at Newcastle all the time. You know, it's always up and down and it's all a bit unpredictable. Sure. Southampton is not unpredictable. 
No, they're going to be mid table. Respect, yeah. you know, it's not unpre- It's it's yeah. It, it's it's a safer bet mm. as a footballer with the options that Charlie Austin had. It might have been a personal decision, and also maybe. Southampton are paying wages that we wouldn't be paying. He has family on the south coast as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it could be, it could be, it could be a heap of reasons. But But it's a shame to miss out on him. But the the, the difference between like Bournemouth have just spent eight million pounds on Lewis Graben from Norwich, and he's like Lewis Graben. He's not a prolific goal scorer by any stretch of the imagination, and they've spent eight million. So even if... Who's Bo- the one Stephen Naismith is going to Yeah, yeah, so Stephen... Uh, Norwich. Like Norwich have just spent the £8 million they've managed to cut out of Bournemouth for Lewis Grabham. They've, they've spent that on Lewis Na- uh, Stephen Naismith. And I don't think Stephen Naismith is going to change there. And I don't want to get too well, much into the other clubs. It's easy to the transfer fees is only the half of it. There's always... Oh, sure, 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 sure. But, like, like, you look at Charlie Austin, and Charlie Austin would improve... 50% of the Premier League striking options. While we're talking about transfers, just quickly, sure. something I wanted to mention before about John Jarsel- John Shelby. Yeah. Amazing that Swansea, a team, a direct rival yeah. in the relegation yeah. battle, mm. so sold us someone who, understandably, maybe, maybe they felt he was surplus to requirements or, or he clearly wanted to leave, understandably. Yeah. But for them to sell him to us, incredible. But then you you look at uh, Swansea and they're like Bafatimbi Gomi from Swansea is available to to suitors, and we're and linked we're linked with we him were. as well. Yeah, there's I'll, a seven million pound release clause. Apparently, I wouldn't I wouldn't activate that release clause for Bafatimbi Gomi. He hasn't done anything. I feel like we've been linked to Bafatimbi Gomi like a lot. every yeah. transfer yeah, window yeah. for the last seven years. But uh, Sunderland are chasing Andre Ayew, who only just recently joined Swansea, yeah. and and. He's available to them if they want him. Mm. It's well, if they want to meet. I think it's they, they've offered ten million, and that's been 10 yeah. I think and again, I don't want to get too much into the, yeah. into the other sides. But Swansea genuinely look like they're preparing for life in the championship. Yeah, that's bonkers. There's something weird going on there where they're not fighting. To say, they seem to be saying, "Well, let's just take the worst case scenario." Yeah, their managerial the appointment. Maybe today we'll is see. Do you remember hard. a couple of years ago when everyone was? Thought, what the fuck is going on at Southampton? And it turns out they were they knew what they were doing. But at yeah. the same time, Swansea are in a relegation battle. Why are you referring to the emergence of Craig David? <laughs> I'm referring yeah. to the emergence of Craig David, yeah. as usual. So, uh, where are we? The at? other transfers I wanted to talk about, dead yes. quick. Uh, you've got Andros Townsend... Uh, for twelve million is the is the report of well, yeah, I've heard. the latest talk is yeah is that that's that's not there's a good chance that won't be happening. Well, really? I'm not that disappointed because he's as inconsistent as Sissoko. He's not played a lot of games in the Premier League, and he's a one trick pony. He's very much Damien Doff. Bombs down the wing, ninety degree turn. Takes a swing of his boot, ball goes into the the stands. Not, I thought, oh, I'm I not I excited would, about. Well, Andrew first off, I thought Damien Duff was a damned good player in his day. In his day, but that was well before he signed. Sure. For us. Well, Andrus Townsend is a lot younger than Damien Duff was when I we signed rate, him. I really don't. Really I'd think. take him just for the reason. If you look at, we've got a guy like Mitrovic up front yeah. that would feed off wingers. The only winger we seem to have at the club is Obertan. <laughs> and Townsend, he is inconsistent, but he can put a ball in the box. But he, that, that's the thing, he can, but he refu- it's like he adamantly refuses to do that. He would much rather drive to the, the edge of the 18-yard box, turn left, and then take a shot. He do- he's not the winger that he should no, be. No, but I think we'd be playing him on the left. If you look at where our gap is at the moment, yeah. I think we'd be playing him to cut in. But then you're asking than... him to play a position that he hasn't been playing and to fulfil a role that he hasn't been fulfilling for the last two or three years. I'm not in favour of spending £12 million on Andros Townsend. Little side note, as I've mentioned a few times, there was a, a time for a few years when I was a regular attendee at Brisbane Road watching Leighton Orient. Mm-hmm. And in that time, they had uh, a connection with Tottenham Hotspur. And I regularly saw Andros Townsend, oh. mm-hmm. Tom Carroll... Right. Harry Kane, yeah. Charlie Daniels, 
Charlie Daniels did very at, well at Bournemouth. Yeah, all these Charlie Daniels was great. Yeah, Leighton Orient, all Leighton Orient now mid table in League Two. But all these players they had who mm. uh, who went on to do what they've done. And the last last signing, last one, promise is uh, Lacazette. We're still apparently chasing him. Twenty five million is the last time, last thing I heard for he him. He sounds like the next. Gomez for us. I mean, uh, we're yeah, always I, linked with him because uh, it sounds to me like it's not the it's not Leon who doesn't want to sell. It's he the doesn't want to come to club. us. And you say last player, but I've got another one for you. Okay, oh, this is from nufc.com, and they've got a story here suggesting that the Andrus Towns and Townsend move probably isn't going to happen. Cool, and he's probably going to stay with uh, Spurs. But that there is the Telegrapher apparently suggesting that our backup deal is Matt Phillips of oh, from QPR. QPR. Yeah, 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 former Scotland international. Well, see, he's mm. more of an out-and-out winger than Townsend is. He because Townsend fancies himself as the, you know, the the inside forward. Like the that's what he, he yeah. wants to cut in and score goals. He doesn't want to provide Matt Phillips. Is more the winger. I'd, I'd be happy with that. And he probably cost will, us less. We, I'd be happy with either, yeah. okay. to be honest. We shall see. And also, it looks like it's not actually gone through. I thought it had. But it, it's still in negotiations. Check Teote. It yeah. looks like he's probably played our last game for us. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go to the Chinese Super League, where, you know, we all want to go. <laughs> where footballers go to die. <laughs> where footballers go to die. He's going to go to the Chinese Super League. I mean, I tweeted... At one stage, I mean, he's going to look interesting walking down the streets of Shanghai. I think Chet <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh, we've got a, uh, Florian Tovan's... Yeah, yeah, but just about oh, Chet he, yeah. he was quoted as uh, $8 million. Apparently, it's going to be more like $5 million. Sure. But if you... Again, it's always about... It's not just about transfer fees. But if you say we got John Joe for $12 million, Let's say we're selling him for five million. Actually, I John wouldn't be Joe surprised. If, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if John Joe's on less wages than Chiote was on. Mm. Anyway. Possibly. But yeah. So uh, I would say that's a pretty damn good. I think Chiote's had a few good games recently, but he's had he so many bad performances over the last year. Been with us a long played. time, though, Chiote, yeah. and uh, and I think we'll always be remembered for a number of things. Some of them really positive. <laughs> he was he was yeah. a beast at stages. Oh yeah, but he, he was that goal against re- Arsenal. That yeah. goal against Arsenal. That one goal. The only <laughs> goal. Probably, that disallowed yeah, goal Man against City Man one. City. Yeah, and also a really good bet for a yellow card. Oh yeah, yeah. guaranteed. We'll miss him, but he's not been the player he was. And Dave, for some time. yeah, that's true. And Dave, you, which is. Uh, and you were saying he's not the player that he was, and that is pretty much uh, solidified by the fact that he's been signed by a club in the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dave, you were just about to tell us that Tovan is off, right? Yeah, yeah, Tovan's off. It looks like he's going away on loan with a with a, an option to buy. It looks it looks like it's exactly the same deal as Remy Cabela, which calls into <laughs> question the deal for Tovan and calls into it's question suge- Remy Cabella. We've it's spent. Su- it suggests that uh, it's now becoming traditional for French left wingers to have their gap year <laughs> <laughs> in Newcastle. In not even a year though. They have yeah. The thing is, month. we spent twenty million quid plus. Like, because there's uh, there's disagreements about how much it is, but it's definitely over twenty million quid trying to replace Hatem Ben Arfa. Yeah, that's insane. Like, because tw- ah. Fucking love. Hatem I think that Hatem, but I mean, I loved Hatem Banafa, but he it's, made it's, a lot of his own bed at our club. I as think well, I think Pardew deserves Pardew. a lot of blame, but yeah, but by the same token, uh, you know, did I'm, you see the Pardew Banafa quotes this week? Oh, they yeah, were talking about right, Emmanuel Adebayor has been linked with Palace, which <laughs> would be the right, worst yeah. move possible. He, but Pardew came out and said, well, if I can control Hat and Ben Arthur, then I can control anyone, pretty much. I'm paraphrasing. So, which is a way of saying, I can't, I can't yeah. control him. <laughs> but he was implying that he'd managed to, like, expertly manage this difficult performer into putting in his best performance. Like, no, you oh, kind of ran him out of the club. And... 
Not uh, kind of, he absolutely did. And it'll be interesting. Yeah, but he didn't force feed him into coming back overweight. It'll be oh. interesting to see what happens with Padre and Palace. Yeah. They're in a terrible run of form. No goals in bad. five games. They're, uh, yeah. Although I, was, I had dinner at a friend's house who's a Palace season ticket holder on Saturday and was sort of bringing this up. And he quite rightly said, why do you lot care so much about what happens to us? Like, let it go. No, the reason that we care so much is because it was rammed down our throats that we had forced him out of the club and that we didn't know how good we had it with him and he's a great yeah. coach. And now that he's being proven to be the, the bang average coach that we saw, it's quite nice to say to people... Yo, fuck you, we were right. I think we would be better off just saying, well, whatever happens there happens, and we would look like we oh, have a sure. lot more dignity. But then you I just think it'd be best if everyone was nice to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Football <laughs> fans guys. are not renowned for their, you know, grace. Well, you're not, Dave. I th- I... <laughs> look so... at the Stoke fans, see if they're gracious. Okay. <laughs> so, we have an upcoming game. Sure. At Watford away again the second time in a fortnight yeah Paul you've been there Uh, we're not going to I've been there mate yeah you've been been there there. none of us are going to this one are we no what do you reckon I think we're going to win yeah I think Watford away at Watford well I think they've overachieved in the first half of the season they look I mean they looked so poor against us and we just couldn't convert chances I think we'll create even more this time Fair enough, they dropped a few players, but they're reliant on long ball up to Dini down to a Galo score. It depends how we set up and how we deal with Troy Dini as to how we do, but I think we'll be too good for them. Give us a scoreline. 2 0. 2 0. Wow, away at yeah. Watford. Well, that would be nice. Although, in my predictions for the last two games, I did at least get the right number of total points, if not the results. Okay, all right, noted. Dave, you deserve some credit. I forgot to mention the West Ham game. You predicted 2-1 to us, so well done. Ooh. I should start putting money on this. Yeah. Mm, No, you shouldn't, because looking over... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What would be your prediction? I don't know. They're they're, they're playing Swansea tonight. Um, Which we could really do with them winning. Yeah, we could really do with Watford winning that. Um... I don't know. I, I I can't see us going on a lovely run of stringing a, a load of wins together. And we've got some, like we've got Everton, West Brom, and Chelsea coming up after Watford. I think we'll draw this one, but I mean we are we are much better at home than we are away points wise. I think we're going to pick up points away to Watford. Yeah, I'll go one one. One one. Yeah. I was going to go one one, Dave. I think I'm going to go one one. <laughs> 1-1, one, one, which I don't think would be that bad a result. And looking ahead to the rest of the season, yeah. as always, I think we're, uh, we're a very reactive yeah. Yeah, podcast. I mean, this has been a very cheery one. On the basis, <laughs> yeah. It's not that long ago that we beat Spurs in Liverpool yeah. and then lost four games in a row, 1-0. Bear in mind, within a couple of hours, we could be back in the relegation zone. Shh. Well. That is Shut true. Up. That is true. And Paul is referring there to the Swansea-Watford game, which is tonight as we stand, but not as you're listening. You know more than us right now, guys. You know more than us. And uh, now let's talk about what has uh, become a theme of this year. (laughs) What is the percentage likelihood that we will go down, Paul? Last week, I won't tell you what you were at last week. I was going to ask, but I'm going to say 30%. 30% that we would go down. Yeah. Uh, You, last week, so the four points has taken you from... 30%, 30%, from 45% chance of us going down to 30%. Yes. That's, but it was good performances and a couple of but it's potentially more about good the signings. Personnel, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Dave? I'll say 25%. 25%. And Dave, you were at 40%, which is, I think, as, as I think high that's as the you've height. been. Yeah, yeah. That's as high as you've been. I was at 50%. Yeah. I think I'm consistently the most negative in terms of whether we'll go down. And I'm... I'm also persistently 
Possibly the most reactionary. <laughs> and, uh, it's 100% with Stegall. <laughs> and we're going to win the Champions League. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it down to a 40% likelihood okay. of us going down. Because I, I do still think that we are incredibly capable of a, a run of mm. awful games. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've got a stat that I really want the Newcastle fans to... Okay, well, I'm afraid we don't have time for that, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's hear the stats. Just really, really quickly. Uh, 50% of Sunderland's points have come against 10 men. Two of those red cards were rescinded on appeal, and the appeal for the third wasn't available. So they are incredibly lucky to have the 18 points that they do. They should only have eight. Dave, you know how oh, we Dave, were talking Dave, about dignity? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't Dave, care. This Dave, is, this this is, is something necessary. that I find really funny about Dave Watson. Oh, fucking hate Sunderland. Is <laughs> one of his main things that he'll say about Sunderland is they're obsessed with us. They are. They're obsessed with us. <laughs> but also, you will throw into a podcast which has nothing to do with Sunderland and Sunderland yeah, haven't, but hasn't I'm... been mentioned. You will find some kind of weird little stat and you will also, on your Twitter account, it's quite clear sometimes from <laughs> Some of the things that you tweet that you troll Sunderland f- football club forums for oh, mental things that various <laughs> oddballs have said. Yeah, but they could do exactly the, the same with us. They honestly refer to themselves as the entertainers. That's maybe one well, or two guys. I don't care. That. It's just funny. Okay. But that's, the, that, that's, the idea that, that they're that's, obsessed with us and your obsession with them oh, no, 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 are like, two. Countering I ideas. never look for their result first. It's just, it's just well, well done, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. You <laughs> never look for Sunderland's result first. No, but they do. I'm just saying. Fuck them. <laughs> That's a good stat. Fifty percent right. of their their, their, their points it, it, come from against good, ten men. It's man. a good stat. Ten men. And it's a good stat. You should go on the, a Sunderland podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's the I end. Hate you. But it's been. Uh, very enjoyable to spend some time in the company of Dave Watson. Thank you. Thank you. And Paul Doolan. Thank you. And in the company of you, the Newcastle Natter <laughs> listener. Have Please you... follow us at Newcastle Natter. Please uh, go on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. Download the app. Do all those things because, you know, they help. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.